Ooh-wee. This episode is going to be juicy, but it might be a little challenging because we're talking about lies. Yes, the lies that we believe as homeschooling moms that truly affect us walking in the freedom of homeschooling and truly the joy of homeschooling. So I want you to grab your notebook, your pen. You probably really are gonna need your tea or your coffee and to find a spot because we're gonna talk about some of those things that we're not admitting that we're feeling, but more importantly, we're gonna knock them down so that we can go into our school year clear and ready to enjoy this journey. So if you're ready to do this work, because it's gonna be some work to declutter, and grab your notebook, grab a pen, and let's do it. Hey, homeschool mom. Are you feeling a little stressed out? Are you tired? Are you downright exhausted from trying to do all the things? Are you feeling overwhelmed by everything you think you should be doing? Or are you afraid that you're just not doing enough? Well, I want you to know two things. Number one, you are not alone. Trust me, we all have these feelings. And number two, you're in the right place. I'm Inga Masick, and this is the Catch Your Breath Podcast. Here, we'll talk about the fears and the emotions that we usually keep to ourselves, and you're going to get some practical strategies to reduce your stress and to make your journey a little easier so you can walk in the freedom and the joy of homeschooling. So whether you need a moment to laugh, a moment to cry, a moment to yourself, or something in between, I pray that you will take this moment to catch your breath. Ready, set, breathe. Did you know that I have a free community of homeschooling moms just like you? And there we're really working to make homeschooling as stress-free as possible and to truly make sure that we're making time to take care of ourselves, take care of our children, holistically show up to do this well. But in that time, Place, you're going to have an opportunity to have some weekly encouragement to also look at your planning because we know we'll talk about that celebrating together with a community of moms who understand why celebration is so important you have support in doing your reflection and just all of the things that we talk about here that is the place where we're trying to ensure that you have support to be able to do this because I know I give you a lot of information there here and so we want to be able to go there and be able to support you through that so if you have not done that already go ahead and join and you're going to want to join definitely now that we're going to talk about lies because it might feel like i'm stepping all over your feet but you can know and trust to believe that i'm not because i'm in the same boat with you and we're working this out together so that we can have the type of homeschools that we love but before we dive in I want to check in on you and not only do I want to check in on you and ask how you're doing I want to pray for you as we get ready to uh, tackle this subject that I feel like it's hard for me and so I'm, I'm I'm thinking that if it's hard for you me it's it's probably hard for you so I want to pray that today that um, God would allow us to come into this conversation with a humble heart to be able to seek his guidance and his wisdom as we're really looking at how we can let go of the burdens of the lies that can hinder our confidence, can hinder our ability to teach our children effectively. And that as we really look at these lies and we seek the truth, 
we are asking that his presence and his understanding be with you with us want us to remember in second corinthians 10 5 that it says for us to take every thought captive and to bring it into obedience to christ so i'm asking that he will give you clarity of mind that you can discern the lies that can weigh you down and you will replace them with truth i'm praying that for you i'm praying that for me i pray that he will strengthen our faith and remind us that he has already equipped us with all that we need to educate our children and so as we delve into this episode i'm praying for encouragement inspiration and the assurance that you know that god is walking beside you every single step of the way I pray that your heart be open to receive the truths that are going to empower you to be able to do this well. In the precious name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. This one is uh, a topic that is really dear to my heart because, and I believe that that it started the journey into what I'm doing now, (laughs) because uh, around 2017, I was going through a lot a lot um, in my body and the circumstances around there was just so many things going on and I was extremely emotional and I didn't truly know how to help myself because I just felt so much weight and the interesting thing is I say that and I was gonna say around the the lies that I was believing but here is the kicker I actually didn't know that they were lies And so I went to my pastor at the time after my community continued to say, you got to go, you got to talk to somebody, which is why we need community, because you need those people who love you enough to say, nope, I can't let you sit here. And this is kind of outside of my scope of what can happen. But I went to my pastor and I was just kind of talking to him about things I actually had not said out loud. They were just these thoughts that I was meditating on. And he came from behind the desk and he sat next to me on the, actually kneeled next to me on the floor. And he said, where did you get those thoughts from? And I didn't know how to answer because I was like, what does he mean? Where did I get the thoughts from? Those are just, just the truth. And he started to just tell me how we really have to make sure that everything, every thought that we have, that we're taking it captive, but also taking it captive and then going to Philippians 4, 8 and focusing on, is it true? Is it lovely? All of that. Like to go through that list. And you have to know that that was actually the first time that I actually thought about what I was thinking about. It was the first time that I actually took a moment to say, wait, are these thoughts true? They had become so much a part of who I was and what I was doing. And most definitely, your thoughts affect your actions. They were affecting everything, affecting my mood, affecting my joy, affecting my relationships because I believed them as truth. And I never stopped for a second to say, where did that come from? And it wasn't necessarily, like I said, the lie that I knew, but there were just statements that I believed that I was acting upon, that I was going through life believing that I had not taken the opportunity to say, is this a true statement? Have I really taken the time to say, where does this come from? And what I started to do from that moment on was really pay attention to evidence. Never wanted to be a lawyer, but I really got good at 
when I had a thought that was really affecting behavior, because not every single thought, it says take every thought captive. And so looking at those thoughts that affect behavior and saying, wait a minute, I believe this to be true. Because that's the other thing. It's like, I couldn't just go in and just knock it out. I had to look at, but I believe this. But then I had to ask myself, why do you believe this? Where does it come from? And then what evidence do I have that this is truth? And that was so key when I started to look at that because I really thought that I had 100% evidence of the thing that I was believing. But the reality is once I really started to break this down, I started to realize a lot of the evidence that I was thinking that made the the statement true was actually the self-fulfilling prophecy. Like I was actually doing those things because of this Thing that I had believed. And when I started to go back to Philippians 4, 8 and look at it again, it's like, wait, it's not true. And so it wasn't just truth because the thing that he said was to look and say, is it true? Is it honorable? Is it just? Is it pure? Is it lovely? Is it commendable? Is there any moral excellence? Is it praiseworthy? When you look at that whole list, most of our thoughts, most of the things that we're believing and telling ourselves can't stand up against that. So then we have to take that thought captive and replace it with truth. So I want to talk to you about some of the statements that you've probably said, heard yourself say, or that you don't even realize that that's how you're moving through this homeschool journey. And I want us to be able to recognize where those lies come from and then instantly i want us to be able to replace it with truth you heard that 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 smack that's because i talk with my hands and so if you guys can see all the waving around that's happening as i'm talking i'm i've tried to just like hold something so that i don't move my hands a lot but it doesn't happen so if you hear a smack in pounding all of that that's what you hear <laughs> because i i can't help it all right so let's look at this have you ever thought or said to yourself, um, I won't be good at teaching my child. I was a teacher for years, worked in education, been trained, that is my job, that's my degrees, and I still have felt that. And I believe that's because it comes from the lie that says I have to be a perfect teacher for my child to be able to succeed, for me to be able to do this well. And you do not. The truth is that teaching is actually a learning process. And that is why it's so beautiful to actually be a homeschooling parent. Because what you can do is learn with your child and show them the process that it takes to go from knowing to, from, excuse me, from not knowing to knowing. You're teaching them that it's okay to make mistakes. Mistakes. Being a good teacher really is about that continuous growth and the continuous improvement. You can create that for your child. You can show them the process. So let me say this. Recognize that you are the teaching parent. And so I've, I, I know I've had conversations with parents, homeschooling parents, who are like, I'm not a teacher. You are a teacher. You're teaching. You may not be a certified teacher, but you are a teacher. And if you can get that in your mindset that you're a teacher, you may approach this differently because you can then look at what are the skills, 
What are the tools? What are the things that I need to improve my teaching? And if you approach it that way, then any of the areas where you have a weakness, you know that's just the place where I need to get some more professional development, some more skill. The teachers that you see in the classrooms, even the best teachers, the teachers of the years, all of those teachers have strengths and weaknesses. And so what our role in the educational profession and even my role as an educational trainer is to look at that teacher's strengths and to build on that and look at where they have weaknesses and see how can we use those strengths to really support those weaknesses or if those weaknesses are detrimental and they feel like they are really going to affect what's happening in the classroom doesn't mean that we don't work with that teacher or we throw that teacher out or we fire that teacher we say what's the professional development plan that we need to create to help the teacher to be able to succeed in this area And you can do that for yourself. So if you have some one of these things where you're like, but actually I really need support in this, get the professional development you mean. And that doesn't necessarily mean spend hours on Google. It might mean reading a couple of books. It might mean joining a free community where you have someone there who wants to help and support you. I don't know, you know, if you know of any of those, Um, it may mean getting some coaching it may mean you know working alongside another mom who's a little further behind uh ahead of you it may mean joining a co-op that supports moms and being able to grow there are many options but you don't have to be perfect but if you're feeling like you know what there is just some things that i want to get better on you can definitely do that all right the next statement is that i'm afraid of making mistakes in the curriculum I choose or the schedule I make or any of those things. And what's the lie there? The lie that we're believing is that any mistake that I make in whether it's choosing curriculum, it's scheduling, it's any of the things that I do, any of the choices, is going to ruin my child's education. Have you ever felt that? Like everything is riding on this one decision most definitely that's how we feel about curriculum for the most part which is why we are spending tons and tons of money on curriculum changing it over and over again asking everybody what curriculum to choose because that fear has told us that we have got to make the absolute perfect right choice because if we don't we're going to realize we've ruined our child and the truth of the matter is that curriculum choices and even the scheduling can be very flexible and the other piece is that the curriculum is a tool it is a tool and sometimes you use the right tool and sometimes you need a different tool sometimes you have to learn how to use that tool better it's okay recognize that if you feel like you've made a mistake if you are recognizing that that curriculum is not working that schedule is not working you have the freedom to adjust it and to find an alternative that works better for you and your child in this journey you're going to want to practice flexibility and you want to also be adaptable and recognize that you may make have to make some changes but the best thing you can know is that you're tailoring the education that you're having in your home to you and your child's needs to your family needs and so you don't have to feel like you absolute messed absolutely messed up uh, if you feel like this curriculum you thought was going to be amazing is not adjust just just pivot make a different choice get that support that you need all right, the next one, statement number three, is that you may think, I just don't believe I'm good enough to teach my child. And the lie there 
and this is a huge one, is that only professionals or highly educated individuals can effectively teach. And I know that's probably going to sound really weird coming out of my mouth because that is what I'm certified in and that is my degree. But I promise you that being in the homeschool circle and even before because I worked at a private school and not everybody that we had um, coming in to work with us was certified because it didn't necessarily have to be and I'm not saying that that there's not value in that certification but the certification isn't the thing that makes the teacher really effective and that's just that's just the truth because I have met many certified teachers who were not good I have had to let certified teachers go. <laughs> I didn't want to say fire, but I've had to um, position them to another journey. And so it isn't the certification necessarily. Recognize that. And as I was saying before, as I started to go all over, is that I, in, in my years of homeschooling and working with moms and just some of the most amazing teachers that I have been able to come in contact with, are not certified teachers, but I would hire them in a heartbeat if I had a school again, because they have been absolutely amazing. And so that's the one piece that it's not necessarily the certification. But the other thing I want to remind you of, and hopefully give you this truth to really meditate on is that as a parent, you truly have a unique bond with your child. And that is going to foster a positive learning experience, which is really what you want to be able to have. You don't have to be an expert in every subject. You won't be an expert in every subject. You're going to excel in some subjects and there are gonna be other subjects that you're just like, what are we doing? Algebra, anybody? Okay, I know I talk about all the algebra all the time, but seriously, algebra. Um, and so what you wanna remember is you really are the facilitator of learning. And as the facilitator of learning, you may recognize that you don't need to teach that subject. And so you can have somebody else teach that subject, or you may recognize that you want to go on the learning journey with your child and you learn as they are learning. And it is powerful. It is so powerful for a child to follow the journey of learning, to be able to do that alongside you, to see that you're asking the same questions that they're asking, that you're doing the same research that you're doing, that you're struggling with the same things that they are struggling with, and that you can help them to find a path to overcome. And it is honestly, it humbles you to be in the, the place of a learner because sometimes we can forget what that process looks like. And so as we're doing that with them, we can gain some empathy and be able to say like, oh, wow, I can see where this is hard. And then I love to narrate what I'm doing and say, okay, I actually do not know. So let's do this. Walk them through. What do you do? I am right now learning. I'm in a, a play at our church and I'm learning my part. And so my kids are at the same time learning scripture, which is something that definitely I, I want to be able to do with them. But as I am learning this part, I'm walking them through what I'm doing to help me to memorize this part. And so for sure, I'm doing that with them. So when we're having, when they're they're saying it back to me, I'm like, okay, let me say my part. And, and they're being able to see like, oh, this is challenging. This is hard. It's okay to feel frustrated. Mommy feels frustrated when she is trying to learn this. And it, it truly is powerful. Trust me. If you can be transparent with them about what you're doing, about how you're doing it, about how you're getting from point A to point B, it teaches them how to be. And many people talk about 
their child being lifelong learners. And so what better way to show them what it looks like to be a lifelong learner than for you to be walking alongside them, doing the journey and learning with them. So recognize that you're really supporting your child's curiosity. You're providing the resources to help them to explore, to discover, to learn. You're facilitating that process. And so if you don't feel like you know a subject, go find someone who does or the tool that's going to help you be able to do it. All right. Statement four, you may feel that uh, homeschooling is just way outside of your comfort zone. And I've had people say that to me, which is why I know that that's a statement (laughs) that is uh, very prevalent. And so the lie that's associated with that is that you have to stay within your comfort zone to be a successful homeschooling parent. And what that means is that you're thinking that I, you can't, you can't stretch yourself in any way, shape or form to be able to do this. And it's because the challenge, like I can't, I'm not up for the challenge. And the reality is when you step outside of your comfort zone, you really can not just have some educational growth within your homeschool journey for you and your child, but also there's personal growth for you and for in the character of your child, because it's teaching them to be able and be comfortable embracing some new experiences, to be able to explore some different methods, different, you're going to explore different teaching methods. They're going to explore different learning methods and that you're teaching them the, the next step to do. So to reach out to their community, to reach out to for support in helping them to navigate challenges. When you step outside that comfort zone, and, and in some cases you're just clear that that's what you're doing, it supports your child in recognizing how to do this and what it looks like. This statement is one that you might not have said out loud, but you might feel it kind of ruminating inside your spirit. You may think, I'm afraid if I become my child's teacher that they just won't like me. And that the lie around that is that being a teacher means that you have to sacrifice your relationship with your child. It really doesn't. You have the opportunity to show them truly what the teacher and the learner uh, experience and relationship looks like. And I'm trying to think of what that scripture is that talks about the... um, the student becoming like the teacher. You get to show them that, get to show them a beautiful picture of that. And your role as the teacher really enhances the bond that you have with your child. That's the truth. You know why? Because it is so powerful to be able to see them learn what you have taught them. When that light bulb goes on, I used to say a lot of time, I'm addicted to the light bulb because I just love to be there. When a child finally gets the thing that I've been trying to get them to get, it is so addictive. You just, you see something like, oh, and it, oh gosh, it even gives me goosebumps right now. I know. (laughs) You're like, wait, really? Seriously, it does because it's such a powerful thing and you get to be there for that. You get to know, I love, love that I can tell you about the reading journey of each of my children. And when they're talking about learning how to read, mommy taught me that. Oh yeah, mommy taught me that. Uh, Mommy taught me that. And not an ego thing, but just to know that I'm there because I'm able to infuse so much within that. I can make that bond closer. And when you're struggling to learn something, it is so powerful to have somebody there who loves you through that journey, who loves you to the other side of that. And so just think about that. You get to be there with them. You get to talk to them about, remember when you struggle with that thing, 
throughout their entire homeschool journey or for however long you know you're educating them you get to foster that deeper connection and that understanding because you were there and your child truly they may not show it right now but they're going to appreciate the effort that you're putting into their education and the time that you're spending with them together especially if you're not sacrificing the relationship for the rigor if you're not sacrificing the relationship for the learning then it's going to be a beautiful bond and can i just say yes sometimes you're going to struggle sometimes you're going to need some a moment by yourself sometimes they're going to need a moment by themselves sometimes you're going to get frustrated because this this role of teaching is a challenging one but it doesn't mean that your child won't necessarily love or like you. And if in that moment you feel like I don't like you right now, they don't, you know, they feel like they don't like you, there's reconciliation that can happen because you're there to the next thing. You can you can come back together and connect around that. You can show them what it looks like to have a challenge with someone, to be upset with someone, and to what it looks like to reconcile and get back to the other part. So if that's one that bogs you down, because I know that I've actually had people say that I just don't want to put that pressure on myself and that child, there are specific things you can do to make sure that you're not sacrificing that. And you want to give yourself grace and you want to give yourself your child grace. Statement number six is that I really second guess myself and every decision that I make, every word that I say in teaching my child, um, in the curriculum and the lesson plans, all of that. And the lie that goes along with this, which is where a lot of our self-doubt comes, is that before we talked about having to be the perfect teacher, but really it's just I have to be perfect and I have to have all the answers to be able to be a good homeschooling parent. Listen, let me tell you who your assistant teacher is that's really going to help you. Professor Google. Not for everything, but Professor Google can help you. And listen, we just, if you have Alexa, you can hire her as your teaching assistant. Alexa, help us out. <laughs> so Alexa's there. If, if you're iPhone people, Siri, whomever it is, you've got somebody that you can support. <laughs> you can ask for help. I, I'm joking, but I'm kind of not joking because you don't have to do this all on your own. Remember, though, the truth is that it's really natural to have those moments of doubt, to to feel like you're not confident in the decisions you're making and the, the word choice and just all of that in that moment. But remember that it is a journey. It's a journey. And for many in many cases, it's a long journey. So you're going to have some up and some down. But what we want to be able to do is embrace that open communication that we're going to have with our child to show them what it feels like to learn together, to seek support from where we need it, to, to know and to understand that you don't have to do this on your own, that you are not doing this on your own. If you are a believer, if you trust Christ you know that he is there with you doing this. So you never have to make those decisions alone. Now, yes, he's not going to come down and say, okay, do this specifically, but you can pray about everything. Ask him for peace. Ask him for discernment. Ask him for wisdom. The Bible says that if we ask for wisdom, he will freely give it to us. So we can definitely ask him for that. Ask him to show you what lies you're believing from the devil. So you can get those on paper and then ask him where that's showing up in your life. And in some cases, you might need to start with what things are happening that you're not happy with and then go to, well, what's the lie I might be believing if that's more helpful? And then ask him for the truth. 
what is the actual truth to give you clear examples and evidence of the truth to help you to be able to declutter all of that and be able to see truth i believe that you've got to check your mindset and a part of checking that mindset is to declutter yourself of the lies that you're believing so that you can then put in truth remember that when we work from a place of truth we're not going to have as much stress we're going to have way more stress when we are working from lies because what we think is going to affect what we do and so if we're not getting the outcome that we want remember we got to go back and we got to check what are we believing and then once we know that the things that we're believing are not true then we have to go in and get rid of them and like it says in in second corinthians 10 5 we got to take it captive take it captive and take it to god and say please help me not to believe this anymore I just want to encourage you to continue to take every thought captive that you look at what you're thinking and ask yourself is it true is it noble is it right is it pure is it lovely is it admirable is it excellent is it praiseworthy and that you will continue to make every choice based on the truth and that as you're doing this, that you're will that we, because I'm in that same boat with you continuously. We have to renew our mind. It says the renewing of our mind. I don't think that that's a one uh, time thing. Because of that ing at the end, that means for me that it's a continual process. And so we want to continue to renew our minds. We want to continue to surrender our fears, our doubts, our insecurities to Christ, and help ask him to help us to remember that he is the source of our strength that he is the truth and that we are not doing this alone that if he has called us to homeschool and if you are listening to this podcast then i believe that he's called you to homeschool or you're still you're kind of you're on the fence but you know that he's going to equip you you have to know that and so i pray that you be filled with confidence and that you can know that you can rely on god's grace and his wisdom on your homeschool journey and i am praying for you that you will stay encouraged uplifted and empowered by what we have talked about today and that you will start to let go of the strongholds and the bondage that these lies may have you on so that you can truly walk in the freedom and the joy Thank you so much for joining me today on Catch Your Breath. I hope that this episode is giving you some practical tips and encouragement to help you to catch your breath and know that you can manage stress. You can have balance in your homeschool journey and you don't have to do this all alone. So, uh, <laughs> well, that's my cue. But if you enjoyed today's episode, would you consider leaving a review and subscribing to the podcast? Your feedback and support really mean the world to me. And if you haven't already, join my free group, Empowered Homeschool Mom, to find out and be able to truly enjoy this homeschool journey. You'll be connecting with other like-minded moms and you get to share your wins and your struggles and receive exclusive content from me. So remember, leave a review, share with someone, and just let me know that this was helpful. Until next time, remember to breathe.